Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's the podcast with Rodrigo Torres Jr. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. It's the podcast with Rodrigo Torres, man. Oh, yeah. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? We're back. Yeah, man. Closing out the month, and that's not a hoax. And I'll tell you what else is in the hoax. The death of Herman Cain. The Rona getting everybody from cardboard cutouts to political giants. They finally got Herman. Everybody thought it was going to be racism, but it wasn't. It was the Rona. Oh, my God. Crazy, huh? Everybody thinks it's a hoax. But he was 74 years old. And first and foremost, we really don't know if he had any underlying causes that drove the Rona to be the ultimate cause of death. <coughs> Crazy, man. Everybody, Everybody's a conspiracy theorist now, too, huh? Dude, I got my tinfoil hat. I'm trying to figure it out. Dude. Crazy, man. I'm trying to figure it out. And what was funny to me was it like last week, right? Lash, lash week. I always talk with the hush. With the hush. Hush. Lash week, huh? Everybody was uh, uh, howling. All the uh, theorists was howling about... Uh, the judge whose husband was shot and critically wounded and the son that was um, that was murdered. It was a federal judge out there in um in Jersey. In Jersey. Esther Salas was her name. Appointed by Obama, by the way. But it's funny because everybody was saying and, and a lot of people, I mean, you can go back and listen to podcasts from like a couple of weeks ago or last week, even the beginning of this week, uh, that, uh, yeah, she was assigned the Epstein case. And then Hillary Clinton showed up in a, as a FedEx driver and blew her husband and her son away as her husband clings to life. Really? So that was the, that, that, that was the Epstein uh, hit mandated by the by the Clintons, because they don't want any of this uh, sex tra- trafficking stuff to get out. Come on, man. And I knew it was bullshit in the beginning, but I didn't say anything. <laughs> Mr. Torres, we're ready for the press conference. Give me five minutes. Thank you, sir. Mr. Torres, it's five minutes. Give me five more minutes. I'm still preparing my statement. I thought you had writers. Yeah, everybody has writers, right? Everybody's from Jersey. No, not everybody from Jersey, but uh, your sister looks like a Jersey cow. How about that? I thought it was his mother. Oh, both the sister and the mother. It could even be more tragic. It could also be the wife. (laughs) Fuck you, man. But yeah, man. What I was saying earlier is that, like, you could could see there was something. uh, The thing is, you're dealing with attorneys here, right? Lady's obviously a federal judge now, appointed, whatnot. All right, cool. We get it. 
uh, and her, her husband was a uh, a defense attorney, right? And that usually happens. You know, you know, uh, attorneys. You know, a probate attorney gets with a prosecutor, a prosecutor gets with a public defender, a public defender gets with a public defender, a corporate gladiator gets with a corporate gladiator, or an immigration attorney, right? In this case, the husband was uh, is. I believe he's still alive, um, a defense attorney. And we all know, we all know uh, in, in this uh, grand world of uh, unprovable corruption that uh, defense attorneys could be kind of sleazy sometimes. I mean, we've heard of sleazy prosecutors, right? But you more, you, 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 you more, or you, you, you hear about sleazy defense attorneys way, way more. So I first thought that I was like, dude, some guy that he defended that didn't like his defense you know, had to serve 14 years, came out of prison, and uh, dusted him, you know. And the whole thing was, uh, according to the uh, time in the New York, <laughs> according to the time in the New York Times, how you doing? I'm working on my Brian Reagan impression. I've been cooped up for five months. Wild. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, with the whole... Uh, um, was it, you know, the guy was disguised as a FedEx driver. He walks up to the house, rings the doorbell. At first, it was reported, oh, he shot through the window, and that's how he got him. So what uh, transpired, according to the New York Times um, article, uh, was that uh, the gunman, in whose name, by the way, we you know, he committed suicide, you know, like most pussies do after a shooting or a, a heinous crime of uh, that ilk. Was uh, his name is uh, Roy Den Hollander, who was pretty much an anti-feminist, an asshole of sorts. Hated women attorneys, hated women causes. Was one of those like uh, ambulance chasers on the other side. Like anything, like a law came up to benefit women, he was over there trying to sue to knock it down. To no avail. Just a frustrated fucking attorney. And I heard he went through a handful of uh, divorces. I heard. Who told you? Name the sources. You know, people, gossip, folklore. Um, he was just an asshole. And he was fighting a bitter divorce, and I don't think it was his first one. So, you know, that intensifies that. But, you know, there's a lot of, you know, um, pricks that uh, roam around um, and are that type of people. So, uh, and it's funny. Uh, we'll get to that later. They tied him to another murder up uh, in Northern California. So, this dude uh, constantly harassed her. Um, he called her dumb, lazy, just another political appointment. But the thing was, is if he would have got appointed... He would have been, you know, walking t tall finally. He would have been finally a dude, you know, with purpose. But, you know, folks like that don't get uh, appointed, let alone uh, nominated. So, uh, according to the article, it turns out that he walked up. Uh, first was, you know, he shot through the windows. That's how he got the son and the husband. But he walks up to the door. And uh, the hit was obviously, um, it's not that it was a hit gone bad. Or uh, I'm sure his target was the, uh, d the, the judge. So he walks up to the door, rings the doorbell. The son, who's in his 20s, opens the door, and immediately he fires into his uh, torso. And uh, he was just – and he fired off a couple of rounds. I don't know how many it was, but I know it's under four. And that's when the husband, somewhere in the house, goes to the door and sees what all the commotion about is about, and boom, he gets shot as well, getting uh, critically wounded. Um, I don't even think the, the son made it out of the house alive. Uh, and uh, that's what transpired, according to the uh, New York Times. Again, 
let's mention it for an, an, another uh, another uh, another time. You know, let's keep mentioning it four times in under four minutes. And uh, at that particular time, the judge was uh, in the basement. I don't know if she was working or working out, whatever she was doing. Um, she was unharmed. The guy takes off. Boom. So then, you know, it goes out, you know, especially on Facebook first. That's what it always goes out on. You know, it's always that retiree, you know, your uncle, um, he worked all his life and he saved up enough money to buy a Mac computer and he's on that Mac computer eight hours a day now. Like, like he works for, uh, for, uh, a newspaper now. Like he's a journalist. He's, uh, the third party, uh, information, uh, false info pusher. And, um. So it started immediately on Facebook. Breaking news, right? Uh, the judge who was assigned the Epstein case. Son is murdered and husband critically shot. And right away, it gives to all the bullshit uh, woke people, which I always say now, uh, being a conspiracy theorist, that's a new woke. You know, that's new. Man, I'm not just woke. I'm woke woke. Look at him. He's woke. He is up coffee worked <laughs> so yeah man everybody and their mom just went to town on it and i was just like dude wait my whole thing was like i didn't even expect this which is a awesome twist and not awesome for the fact that uh it happened awesome for the fact that uh that it's a a whole other turn of events it wasn't the cheesy oh my god Dude, the Clintons f are doing their work again, you know. Because according to conspiracy theorists, there are a bunch of murderers as well. Um, so, you know, boom, everybody starts talking that this is a this is a hit and this is what happened. They're trying to silence the uh, the uh, child trafficking, you know, the sex island, all that bullshit, right? And then after a good two and a half, three days, the real story comes out. And it's so, it's so crazy, so crazy that some guy like this does something. And it goes to show that the world's crazy, dude. And this guy was another attorney, you know, that passed the bar, obviously. And uh, I don't know if he's from New York. I know he's, he, he was in upstate New York when he uh, finally did himself in. But he's a East Coaster. You know, it's either uh, he's holding his, uh, he passed the bar in New York State or uh, New Jersey. But it's also uh, just it's how 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 people are so crazy to do something so evil. You know, they uh, describe this man uh, as a self-described anti-feminist lawyer, and he flooded the courts. That's what I was saying earlier, and I'm uh, quoting here. He flooded the courts with seemingly frivolous lawsuits, and frivolous lawsuits are usually bullshit lawsuits, which are just trying to extract money from uh, from uh, from folks. Um, I know on the What's Up Fool podcast we talked about there was uh, the guy from Flacco's Tacos, and there's a big old thing that a lot of the cheap ass defense attorneys or you know just an attorney period that can sue civilly. Um, there's loopholes in certain little laws that they do that like every restaurant has to have like a handicap access. Now if you don't have it and you have a business, uh, an attorney anybody can go up to you and go listen. Um, you don't have this. You need to have this. Give us $10,000 and we'll go away. If you don't give us $10,000, then we will sue you for $80,000. So it's better that you pay the $10,000 now and um, and make us go away. You know what I mean? Which is extortion. <laughs> it is, man. 
Um, sometimes it works out in 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 the people's favor, the people getting sued because it's frivolous and it's baloney. And sometimes it doesn't work out, and those people seeking that money are able to extract it uh, from you through a court of law in that uh, legal loophole, and, and which is also bullshit and criminal. But that's the way the law set up. So when you find those loopholes, that's what people like this do. Like, you know, they don't want to find real work. Hey, fuck it. Let's go extort. Uh, there's a case here in uh, uh, Riverside where uh, where I live, where I used to get my hair cut at uh, Exclusive Touch. And probably about four years ago, three and a half years ago, there was an attorney going around. Because there's, a, there's a, some wording in some, uh, I don't know if it's a health and safety code. I don't know if it's a salon law. But it has something to do in the avenue of haircutting, right? And, uh, yeah, obviously get licensed by the state and all that. So the law is that you can't charge more for men's, men's haircuts than you can for women. But the thing is, a lot of women and men are different because <coughs> you also have to depend on the look at the lengths of the hair that you're cutting. So there was a Latino guy. His office is right, right here off of Riverwalk. And uh, he was a defense attorney at the time. And I think uh, he did something where he uh, – he got famous for a little bit, or they wrote some articles on him because he ended up uh, saving his brother from being deported and g got him uh, either a green card or citizenship, something like that of the nature. So he's kind of like hailed as a hero for a little bit. On his website, I don't even know his name. I'm just speaking on, uh, on memory here. And on his website, he championed himself as an immigration attorney, um, a civil attorney, and whatnot. So this guy was going around, and mostly he didn't go to like uh, Fantastic Sam's. He didn't go to the uh, Caucasian uh, establishments or any of the mainstream ones. He went to a lot of uh, Latino places, and he uh, started trying to strong arm um, Latino businesses in this uh, in this fashion. And he had like uh, a black lady with them, another Latino lady, and then they were. Uh, they were going, showing up all, to all these uh, beauty salons and uh, and uh, haircut places, not really barber shops. It was mostly like you know where women were there and a lot of women business owners. Um, a friend of mine that owned uh, Exclusive Touch, her name's Lucy, and she was you know they tried to prey on her, but she was actually a little bit smart. Uh, another uh, another uh, salon. Uh, that's why it's cool to have a network of businesses around you and what it is you do. That way you can talk and see what's going on. She told her that they came to her place. And uh, she was like, what? Are you serious? She's like, nah. She's like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, nah. She's like, yeah, I'm serious. Like, this is what they're doing. A lady's going to ask you. And uh, just, you know what? Just tell them you're too busy, you know? So they started going around, and they were actually starting to file um, uh, civil suits on people because they weren't, they weren't going along with this. And uh, a couple of the uh, business owners banded together with another attorney, and they started figuring out that this what this guy was doing uh, with these frivolous lawsuits and uh and uh with these legal loopholes and in the end everybody started like calling the district attorney's office going look this is what this dude's doing it's basically extortion and uh they called him on that thing and he was and and that's so funny like someone like this is like not only like they think they're on the right foot they uh they're granted interviews or p or you know the newspapers calling them and they're actually taking the interviews and speaking their side and digging themselves more into uh the whole and they asked him about that. Why don't why don't you go to uh, Caucasian establishments or mainstream establishments? And he said, "Oh, because they're usually following the law." 
So it's like you're you're an immigration attorney, but at the same time you're like over here kind of trying to shit on immigrants, right? Fucking with their hustle. And not even their hustle. It's funny when people go, oh, I'm hustling. You're just working, dude. Hustling is when you're actually trying to rip people off on a fucking card game uh, around the corner on a fucking on a busy street in a metropolis. All right, come on, bro. Hustling is really like ripping off or trying to get yours without really providing the service. Um, so let's make that distinction in my eyes. So, yeah, man, um, the district attorney started, like, investigating this guy, and they found out that that's what he was doing, and they prosecuted this fool. Him, his assistant, his legal assistant, legal assistant that was his wife, I believe, or girlfriend of some sort, and um, uh, they went down, and I think he's going to serve. I think he got, like, seven and a half years, dude, so you can't do that shit, but still people do that shit, and this gentleman right here, this gentleman, and it's f- and you, you have to treat somebody like that. You got to give them their due, even though he's a bag of uh, a bag of uh, feces. Um, Rodrigo, are you really trying to go clean? <laughs> I actually am trying to just be more. Um, <laughs> it's not even vulgar, but less uh, um, less uh, <laughs> vulgar on the mic. <laughs> nice try. You must be from Jersey. So yeah, um, I'm quoting here, and uh, so uh, uh, this uh, was an anti-feminist feminist lawyer who flooded the courts with seemingly, again, it seems seemingly, you know, um, frivolous lawsuits that sought to eliminate women's uh, study programs. Wow, and prohibit nightclubs from holding ladies' nights. Like that's a total dick. Um, that's a total dick move. A total like. What is that? What do they call a total alpha, like beyond alpha? Like you're just like, you know, on one side you got girls just want to have fun. And then this guy's like, no, they won't. They won't have any fun. (laughs) And um, in one of his cases, most recent cases, and again, I'm quoting here, New York Times article, um, he openly seethed, seethed against a federal judge in New Jersey, Esther Salas, whom he described in a self-published 1,700-page book as a lazy and incompetent Latina judge appointed by Obama. Uh, Not only is he an asshole, he's a bigot. (laughs) Oh, my God, bro. Um, Mr. Uh, Hollander left the case in which he challenged the male-only United States military draft last summer, telling a lawyer who replaced him that he had terminal cancer. And I guess this is when he started going haywire and like, you know, since I'm going to die, I'm going to take others with me. So, uh, yeah, man. So uh, we already uh, um, went over the events that took place and it's not a not a conspiracy thing. Um, You know, the Clintons didn't get her or get uh, her son and the husband. Um, But, uh, yeah, he shot himself and yeah, did away with himself. And uh, I was trying to see here in this article if there was uh, uh, here we go. Oh no, uh, he's calling women the women the real oppressors. Uh, they were gonna tie him into that. There was a, a a killing in Northern California. I'm seeing if there's any uh, um, info on that. So here we go. And wow, Judge Salas, uh, 51 years old, was the first Hispanic woman to serve as a federal judge in New Jersey, appointed by a boy. <laughs> Our boy as far as uh, president at the time. Come on, man. Everybody uh, talks as the president, and they uh, uh, 
they're like cheerleaders with their pom poms, and and I like him, and he's my hero because of this and because of that. And it's like, yeah, cool, man. Um, good president. The the whole thing for me was that he was the first black president. Really not black because he's half white, but uh, whatever. Um, one of the reasons I love the Dodgers is uh, um, people say, oh, because of Fernando Valenzuela, right? I mean, that's one reason. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, I used to love Ramon Martinez as well. But um, they were the first uh, baseball professional baseball club to uh, integrate baseball. I don't know if you know that with uh, Jackie Robinson. Um, so yeah, wow. Um, she was uh, obvi- uh, she was obviously uh, she was previously a, a, a assistant federal public defender and a magistrate judge. Wow, she, what a, what a what a career she had um, and has. Um, all right, I just wanted to see if uh, there was any uh, more info on that. What they tied him to a murder of uh, I don't know if this was a judge or another attorney uh, in uh, California. I think it's Northern California. But come on, man. Uh, here we go. All right. Um, one. Let's go. Da, 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 da. All right. That's it. And all I wanted to say about this was that, that like, I mean, come on, man. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, um, it's not a, con- a conspiracy theory. So uh, anyhow, um, that 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 was uh, what was going on with that whole. Uh, Anti-feminist lawyer is the suspect in killing of son of a federal judge in New York, which people were saying it was tied to the cover-up of the of the e- Epstein, um, the uh, Epstein uh, whole uh, kaleidoscope of a case. But it was funny because uh, when did I? I found out about it. I heard about it. Obviously, that bullshit news on Facebook. But then uh, I saw like a day later, I seen something on, uh, I don't know if it was Washington Post or Wall Street Journal, and then my dad hit me up through text going, hey, man, I heard that uh, uh, they they killed Judge uh, Sotomayor's uh, son and uh, tried to kill the husband. I was like, what? <laughs> Stop eating edibles, bro. <laughs> That's what they're going to talk about right now, too. Um I was like, no, no, it's this. And then that's when I looked up that New York Times and uh, article and it popped up. So, And that's why. And the whole thing I'm talking about, it. I mean, dude, there's conspiracy theories. You know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be one, but I'm just like, dude, there's just so much fucking heat in that avenue right now, in that little alleyway that people are just all strung out on that shit right now. It's like, bro, come on. And, uh, yeah, so today, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, coming into the last days of um, – july man dude i was out of commission sunday monday saturday night it started getting normal tuesday um i met up with the fool on a saturday kicked him uh some goodies i had he kicked some goodies he had um i was out in la i had to go pick up an envelope i had to get a piñata for my son i don't know if you guys ever um Go to downtown LA over there off Olympic and uh, San Pedro, is it? Or is it Olympic and Central? Dude, they have like Piñata City. Like all the every Piñata you would ever need um, is there. And uh, the whole thing is uh, when the baby was, uh, before the baby was born, my wife was getting them ready with all this little stuff, you know, a bunch of little foxes. Uh, that was his uh, little thing. You know, he had a little blanket, his little. Just his little, his little, his little chew toys, all that stuff. Now he's coming up on a year. Uh, this done uh, uh, next month, and uh, I mean, teeth are still coming in. He has his, you know, his little canines, his front teeth, bottom teeth, 
and uh, <laughs> not that he's resembling the little shark, but now his little uh, his little uh, his his toys are like you know shark theme. Uh, we went to uh, Vegas. It was a, it was a while back. That one time I told you I went off roading and I took the back road on that Indian Trail Road. It was it was horrible. It was horrible, dude. Fucked up. Two and a half, three hours. It was just. I don't even know why I did it. I did it. Whatever. It's behind us. But anyhow, we went to the uh, the shark aquarium over there at um, at Mandalay Bay, and then we got the boys uh, their sharks. You know, little baby boy got a bigger shark. Baby baby boy got a little a littler shark. So ever since then, we've been like hitting that little uh, that shark theme, and uh, the piñata I got him uh, last Saturday was a, a a shark. It's it's huge, dude. Um, we'll break it on his birthday. It'll be on my IG. It'll just be a small little gathering with a little close little family. And, um, so yeah, uh, if you've never been there, dude, I went to go buy a piñata last time for the other, for, for my other boy. And he, uh, dude, we went everywhere. We went to like Cardenas. We went to, uh, Superior. We went to, uh, that one wasn't here right now. That new Northgate wasn't here, but we went there and they had some cheap ass piñatas. And they're twenty bucks, like a star. Who the fuck wants a star, dude? You're killing me. Unless your name is Estrella, give me a break, bro. So uh, yeah, we went over there, dude. This shark is as big as a as big as a little car, dude. It's like as big as a Yugo, bro. And it was fifteen bucks, man. If you guys ever, dude, if, and the party supplies that they have is unbelievable, dude. They have everyth- everything, Blue's Clues, Spider-Man, all that shit. Winnie the Pooh, all that old school shit, new school shit, it's all there. Uh, very China, very <laughs> China. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously this stuff comes from, uh, <laughs> I know it's not coming from Mexico, unless they're making them there. I mean, who knows, but, you know, all that stuff comes in those big old canisters from uh, from uh, from Shanghai, dude. And I'm not trashing, I mean, dude, it's cool. Dude, to me, it's awesome. But... I was just really tripping out. Like, you think Party City, that store, has shit? No way, dude. And, dude, no way. Um, and I re- just remember people saying, where'd you get that? Downtown. <laughs> and they were talking about no other downtown than downtown L.A. And still, there's a bunch of cool-ass shit to get in uh, downtown L.A. But nevertheless, dude, so that was cool. And uh, so, yeah, um, I met up with the fool. I uh, did that. I uh, picked up an envelope, and then I, I linked up with Coco and he hit me up with uh, a couple little uh, little bottles of uh, edibles, those absolute astra- uh, <laughs> absolute extracts. And you know, I'm not sponsored, but homeboy gave me some, and I mean, just to reciprocate the love. And I've had another little bottle from when I did the church um, of what's happening now podcast, and I still had a couple left from that. But dude, on Saturdays. <laughs> He's like, yeah, bro. Think just, just keep the dosage low. You know what I'm saying? I got some 200 milligrams, but those you ain't ready for those yet. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you those before I take off. <laughs> so uh, I, dude, I just ate one in the car. I went by California Donuts, picked up the, some donuts for the fam, and drove back home, dude. And I just started hit. It starts hitting me, bro. Oh, this is the other thing, and I think this is probably has to do with a lot of the weird lethargic uh i guess you can say there were stomach pains i was just like very uneasy so i stopped by cinco puntos too i get um 
two pounds of carnitas, one pound of buche, one pound of uh, chicharrones, and a medium size, you know, red salsa. So yeah, we come home, dude. And uh, what did I have for breakfast? I think for breakfast I might have only had a bagel, or I didn't have anything, just coffee and like two waters. And I had a Thai iced tea from California Donuts on the way home. But so I didn't really eat that day. Go to Cinco Puntos, dude. Driving home, forty-five minutes. Get home, dude. We put the spread out and just start macking. Bomb, right? The next day. We did the spread all over, reheated, re- heat up the tortillas, everything. Um, we had a little bit of uh, Casero cheese. Another thing we had, we had barbecue boneless ribs left over from a barbecue during the week. And we've been barbecuing a lot, dude, through this whole, like, uh, quarantine and, you know, since it started getting warm. Um, so we do that. I slice those up. And then, boom, we have our spread. And... Uh, Dude, I must have ate like a pound and a half of shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, my God, bro. <sighs> oh, my God, dude. I must have ate a pound and a half of uh, of meat, dude. Me, Vinny, like, dude, three pounds between both of us and whatever my lady ate. And, uh, I mean, baby had a couple strips. Um uh baby boy had a couple tacos that was it though but yeah just straight ate like retards bro so those two days and do the chicharrones the chicharrones were so good but those two days and then monday dude i was just like and i was eating edibles the whole time dude and like on uh sunday i doubled them up and monday i got another one so we're going like so it was about the course of three days it was about four to five hundred milligrams so I don't know if that had a mixture to do with what had to do with how I felt or if it was, did I catch some bad food? But my lady ate, ate the same stuff, but she didn't have the chicharrones. Vinny had them. I had them. And I don't know if, if that's what did it, but yeah, man, I was just like totally like not feeling it. And then we had to record the What's Up Full podcast on Tuesday. And that was like, okay, dog, like, all right, like, dude, I hope I feel, because I don't like doing Yeah, man. But one thing that I'm really bothered by is that I have my chair, but my chair fucking squeaks. So I got to go fucking flip it over. There you go with the F-bombs, bro. <laughs> and I got to flip it over, grease it up, uh, WD-40 with it to get rid of the, to get rid of the, uh, the squeakiness. Now, that bothers the fuck out of me that I got to do a podcast with a squeaky chair. Excuse me, guys. I the, like the best bagel for breakfast today, dude. Uh, cream cheese, cut um, three pepinos, two slices of fresh onion. Unbelievable, right? That's what they eat. That's like a Jew God food, right? Like a Jewish God. That's what he eats in the morning, right? With a little bit of Francisco coffee. Don Francisco, right? <laughs> so yeah man um we had to switch it up bro in the last three days it's been nothing but salads one night with uh with shrimp a lot of garlic and butter uh yeah butter uh and then the next day was uh salmon um with some garlic 
Um, put slices of lemon on the bottom so it doesn't stick to the pan with the skin. Unbelievable. So, uh, and what I was getting to, uh, Vinny said, it's like, dude, man, I felt bad too, bro. I was a little fucked up. It's like, dude, I didn't shit for two days. <laughs> and uh, I was going to the restroom, man, but I was just wasn't going to the restroom right. All right, shout outs. Ladies and gentlemen, right here on the SoundCloud crew, Gus Mendo, Jimmy Jimenez, Delay. Bro, you've been leaving comments like a mug, dog. Thank you very much. Keep shining out there. Make it happen. You know what I'm saying? That's all it takes. You guys are part. People are talking about, oh, we're part of a revolution. We're going to change history. We're going to rewrite America. No, you're not. What you're going to do, if you can do something, is get on this revolution, the Yeah Man Revolution, where you're all going to be a part of it. Cohesive, real, substance, real community, huh? Network, for real, though. You know what I mean? You know, there's a lot of people, oh, we're family, this and that. You lose your job, ain't nobody sending you shit. <laughs> Just like the people, if you need anything, if you need any food, let me know. I'll drop it off at your door. Uh, yeah, yeah, no questions asked. All right, take your ass to Stater Brothers. Give me $300 worth of shit right here. Boom. Come on, dog. And leave it in a Yeti freezer so it doesn't go bad. Fuck, you You people with the heart of gold, you're kidding, killing me over here. Yeah, Odele, you've been li- leaving a message like a mug, dog. 805 Knockout. Dude, what's up, dude? You probably used to knock fools out, huh? At the local boxing gym. Got a pit bull on your profile, killer. Frankie Rodriguez, Ivory Hernandez, Dog Soul for DJ. There you are, man. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, oh, Twitter, dude. Jorge Mercado, Germ Dust, always, bro. Hope you're doing good out there. Thank you very much for those couple gifts, dude. You've always supported the shows in Riverside. And f- saying that, I wanted to have a show at my house because we can't really have them in Riverside because they're on it. Um, but then I was like, dude, I don't want to have 50 people over here and then they have to use a restroom here and then I got to clean that shit up and dude, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to rent a porter potty. And I was just like, how about 20 people? Uh, I don't know, but I'm going to, we're going to have to have something, bro. Cause, um, uh, we're doing, um, we're going to be going on the road shortly, August, um, 6th through the 9th. We're going to be at the brick house comedy club in Oklahoma city, Oklahoma. If you guys are in Texas right there, cruise across, we're going to be out there. And that's myself, Martin Rizzo, Felipe Esparza. That's whose show it is. And that's a Brick House Comedy Club in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And that's next week, August 6th through the 9th. So, yeah, man. And there's nothing like a live crowd. And I, I don't do for the Zoom shit. I mean, I understand the podcast because we have to do. And that's what we've got to do. I get it. But fuck it. Uh, and not in that sense. But uh, that's what you got to do, bro. So, eventually, fuck it, man. So, yeah, man. Um uh Jorge Mercado, yeah man. Hey uh uh my father's mother was a Mercado. He even has a Mercado in his name, you know. Mercado. Mercado market, right? Is it? I believe so. Um so what else do you have? Uh germ dust. Uh yeah man. Oh, every t- oh, that's what I was going to tell you, Germ. I have my little notes here. Every time I see that beer, Elysian Space Dust, I think of you, dog. <laughs> and then Gus Mendo, 
What else? Where else? Where I'm from? The same old story. Now, Canyon Milton has a a what? A paint? Oh my God, dude! I was talking with my homie El Pariente right here. I don't know if you've seen him around night a couple day. That's like a week ago. Now we're sitting here smoking bombers, and uh, we um, he was just uh, dude. Like I was playing Chalino Sanchez. There's a song that I really like right now, and it's uh, I'll play I'll play a little bit of it right now. And, dude, I just think this song is genius, dude. And um, one of his first songs, supposedly, is this song. Uh, but, yeah, check it out. So this is my favorite song of all time. One of my favorite songs of all time. It's uh, Rigoberto Campos, some dude that got killed, some narco dude in TJ back in the day. But, dude, El Pariente was just talking shit, dog. <laughs> oh, my God, it was hilarious, bro. Mean paisa car. So anyhow, El Pariente was going in on this fool. And it's funny because El Pariente's dad told me a story how he seen him in Coachella like 30 years ago. And he sang so horrible that they were just yanking him off the stage at the party. He's like, there wasn't even a fucking stage, dog. But they were just ripping this fool. He's like, get off the mic, dude. You're giving my ears cancer or some shit. <laughs> but El Pariente is killing me because he's funny like his dad. And he's one of those dudes that's funny as fuck, but afraid of the microphone. You know what I mean? You know, they're funny as hell. You put a mic in front of them, they're just like, system overload. Now, uh, El Pariente was ki killing me. He's like, no, 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 callese con ese pinche Chalino Sanchez a la verga, Pariente. Pinche hijo de una fichera a la verga, Pariente. Oh, my God, dude. Son of a hoe. Uh, so, yeah, man. So I just wanted to let you guys know. Um, yeah, dude. So I was just like, and I, I wasn't really blaming the um, the Eddies for how I was feeling. Maybe. And it's funny because even like I stopped them like by Tuesday uh, in the morning. Like, no, it was a win Monday night is the last time I had them. So I had by that time I had like five. So I was saying 500 milligrams. Milligrams, and then I was having a handful of these little Chiba chews that I got from the fool, and that was there were ten a piece. I ate four of those. I had six, gave two to Vinny, so that was four hundred. Um, and I was just like, dude, I was all sweating. It was it was it was horrible. And a uh, reason why I got some more from Coco because I was telling him a story about how I went to go get my taxes done, and I I popped two of them. And this place I went to didn't turn on the they had the AC but set at eighty, and I was like, God damn, bro. And me, I'm one of those fools. If that shit ain't at 70, I start sweating, dog. You know, you go to the house, you set it at 75 because you have to. You know, you don't want that bill too high, dog. You know what I'm saying? That, be, that bill be coming back all high as fuck, like be real. Time to get little eyes to see these bills. This skyrocketed up the Cypress Hill. <laughs> but uh, that was a whack-ass impression. I don't really rap like that, but whatever. Um... So, yeah, man, um, I was just like, dude, what the fuck, dude? So I'm already sweating in there. The edible's starting to hit. And then the lady's all, okay, let's sit down and go over it. And she's she's talking something about mileage, you know, obviously self-employed, whatever. You know, I don't know, 25,000 miles, 45,000. She's all, what is it, 45 or 25? Well, I think if you put 45, it's really, I was like, oh, my God, fucking 25. Jesus fucking Christ, could you fucking turn on the air conditioning? And then everybody looks at me like, yeah, turn on the air conditioning. Oh, we have it set to 80. That's how, that's how it is for the whole building. I'm all, lady, there's only two places open here, 
turn the thing on to 75. Jesus Christ. What's it's not gonna kill you. You're wasting the same energy regardless of the temperature up and down, dude. What's what's five degrees? Dude, she goes up there and turns it on. Fool, I'm still sweating. I'm on. Do you have any water? Because they had one of those water dispensers there, like those sparklets ones, those old school ones, but it didn't have a, a bottle on the top. So I know there's no water in there. And even if there's water in there, there's a bunch of shit floating around in the air falling in there, dude. What if there's a dead cricket or a roach in there? Fuck that. There you go with your F-bomb, sir. I thought you are going to stop. You're addicted. All right, little Brian Regan voice. Be quiet. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, 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 I'm going home. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gone. Um, so I was like, damn, dude. And, dude, she comes back with the world's smallest bottle. I'm like, what are you giving uh, What are you giving a water bottle to, lady? I weigh like 280 pounds. Like, what the fuck? Like, dude, I need four of these. So I just drink it real quick. And she looks at me like, okay, so 45. I'm all, do you have another one? Bitch comes back with three more. Like, she was going to only give me the four. Dude, I was about to over there finish those three, go back up to that little refrigerator and just, like, grab one. And, it, and, it, and I hate those little refrigerators because they don't really keep shit cold. They keep it cool. But I want shit to be frosty, dog, when you pluck that thing out of that fridge. But anyways, so I was having my, the time of my life, dude, right there sweating and talking to this lady. And, like, dude, it was, it, was a, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a cool disaster, but it was definitely controlled and, you know, whatever, man. But, yeah, man. That <laughs> was too fucking much. That was funny, though. Oh, my God, dude. Too much. So I was telling Coco that story. I was like, yeah, bro, I got another box of them, bro. Come by. Let me know when you're in town, when you swing by here. And, you know, I'll get you a couple little boxes, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. So that's what's up with that. And now um, I know there's a lot of puffers out there, a lot of weed smokers and shit. You know, that's fine. I'm not dissing you. But I've been noticing, and this is the homie germ, germism. This is another germ. Um, this is uh, the artist who designed and came up with the logo for the Yeah Man podcast. And he's all, bro, you should do like, you should do like, you know, you should like, you know, a segment of your podcast. And this is called, this, this is right here, the, the smoke cast. Um. Portion of the show where you review Bud, bro. Like, you know, you smoke a lot, you're a connoisseur, you know a lot. Like, that way, <coughs> it'll add a little bit more to who you are, man. And I think he's right. <coughs> and I've done two podcasts without doing it. <coughs> God damn. And this bomber I rolled up with the glass tip. And this is a um uh this is a uh, a gram and a half torpedo joint oh man uh and i buy this shit i'm not like somebody's giving it to me for free but even if they were i'll still review it the same we've been smoking louis probably going on like four years now five years and that's just a hookup that um Felipe ha had through Baby Bash, and then we went over there with Louie, met some of his homies, and we're getting it, obviously, from the source. And I rolled for Louie the 13th. I rolled for him for a whole day. It was funny. Um, that one day, I'm all keeping it low pro, just chilling, rolling my joints, you know, just getting through the day. And then who pops out of nowhere? Rodrigo? Is that you? And I was like, what the fuck? And it was Baby Bash. I'm a fool. 
Out of all the times you've met me, you've never hit me up like that. Been around with this fool a handful of times. And nothing. Motherfucker catches me rolling. <laughs> Plucks me out of obscurity. All good, though, bro. And that dude's a real pupper, too, man. It made me laugh, dude. He came there, got his package. Um, and then, like, because we were rolling him up, so we have a bunch of them there. And he goes by there, and he just picks one up. Oh, yeah. And then uh, um, Louie's brother that's running the little um, rolling um, um, section there. He's like, hey, man, hey, man, hey, hey, Holmes. Can't be touching the merchandise, Holmes. And pretty much Bash just wrestled one away from him. But the one that got away. But it's funny, man, how Homeboy did it. Had a whole box ready to go, but still had to take one for the road. Like a G. This is an indica, and it's it's real strong. It's strong, pungent, how it tastes, how you smell it from the bag. But even when you hit it, it's it's heavy, light, thick smoke. And you gotta be, you gotta get used to this high. I think, like. You can't go, go. You can't smoke this like a hog right away, cause it will fuck you up. And cause I've been doing this for the last three or four days, kind of like the last week. I've been rolling bombers with glass tips, and uh, I've been like smoking them for like a day, day and a half, dog. Like this one right here is from last night, but it's from this is my third session with it. And I'm not trying to be cheap or nothing. I'm just like. It got to the point where I was just smoking big, fat-ass joints just to smoke them, dog. You know what I mean? <coughs> and a lot of people say you don't get high when you cough. You know, it says it opens up the capillaries. Oh, no, no, that's bullshit. But no matter what, dude, I don't care what they say because I get higher. I don't know if it's blood cells, like, exploding inside the flesh. It causes your eyes to get watery. It causes even, like... Like, it seems like your skin or your, your tissue to swell a little bit and then come back down, dude. And then you get another sensation in the mind, dude. But it's a good, it's like, I, I always hate it when people say piney, but it's uh, very, like, forest. Like, very, like, you can, almost like a little bit of the soil, you can taste it a little bit, but, like, intertwined with, uh, with freshness. And it's good-ass smoke, man. And that's the thing, dude. I know uh, I got a homie that came over here and uh, he put a motor in for my garage door. If you guys need a, a garage door guy, I got one um, local right here in Riverside. And he was just like, um, the day he uh, came out here, did his shit, came out here, did his thing. And then I'm after him, like, where are you going after, bro? He's like, oh, dude, I'm going to go to Paris to go get some weed. I'm like, oh, you're going to drive all the way over there to get some weed? Yeah, bro. It's only 30 bucks an eighth. And it's just like, I mean, I know a lot of uh, a lot of fools want to save money and everything, and I'm dude, I'm all for that, dude. And I'm a very uh, frugal, thrifty person, dude. I can stretch a dollar just because that's how it's always been. But I believe the only way you can save a dollar, stretch a dollar in the weed game as a connoisseur is that you got to get that shit at cost or damn near. At near cost. That way, when you're fucking out there buying that little $30 eighth, you're really buying that $60 eighth. You know what I mean? 
You can't be over there, over here smoking shit. And I and I can taste bud. This bud tastes clean, dog. And this particular strain that I got, I've already had this for about three weeks because it was really good. Homeboy's like, dude, this is a good batch. So that I keep it. I always keep some to the left because you know, I had a homie back in the day that would put shit in mason jars and always keep a fat nug from e- every sack he got. And he would at New Year's he would fucking puff it with the homie, just do just a mad smokeathon. So I always had like a little men- that type of mentality with Bud to have a cool little reservoir, and also to not never run out. Run out. I mean, I remember one time I had my l- nice little jar. We're in San Diego, and we're gonna cross over and eat. And Felipe was there with his lady. We fucking finished the show, and a couple of other comics went their own ways that night. And I met up with him in the morning, puffed, and he didn't have nothing left. He was like, "Yeah," he was like, "What? Here, boom, boom." Like you know what I mean? Always to have it on you. And dude, if you always smoke with your homies, dude, you know who you uh, who you get along with like that with. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. Um, that that uh that that ends this uh this podcast. Uh, the smoke cast session of the podcast. I want to thank you guys very much for tuning in. And uh, we have a new podcast with the Norte podcast up. New What's Up Full podcast. I have Yeah Man T-shirts on deck. I have large through double X right now. If you need a 3X, all I got to do is special order that shit. It takes about seven days, but nevertheless, as soon as I get it, I send it. As soon as I get payment, I send it in. Shirts, two, five, three bucks for shipping and handling. And that's it, bro. You get a little bit of stickers, and uh, you guys got to fucking keep on shining out there, man. That's all you guys can do. Pest control services available. I have my specials, and yeah, man, that's it. And anything uh, podcast related, yeah, man, podcast at gmail.com. Anything uh, with anything else, DM me uh, on uh, Instagram. But yeah, man. I usually fuck with Instagram. Yeah, man.
Yeah, man. Hay tanto que quiero contarte. Hay tanto que quiero saber de ti. Ya podemos empezar poco a poco. Cuéntame qué te trae por aquí. No te asustes de decirme la verdad. Eso nunca puede estar así tan mal. Yo también tengo secretos para darte. Y que sepas que ya no me sirven más. Hay tantos caminos por what I'm talking about, player. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's the podcast with Rodrigo Torres Jr. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. It's the podcast with Rodrigo Torres 